Hello and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Thursday, January 12th, 2023. I'm Mike Kachopoli. Okay, what is there to talk about today? Well, a lot, a lot has happened today. It's been a big news day, I think. Um, <clears throat> starting with the latest and greatest, well, I don't know about the greatest, maybe it is, but the latest uh, Twitter files, um, which have been released by Matt Taibbi. Uh, and also the fact that we now know about the second dump of classified ads, the second file, the second group of, of, of documents that were found. Um, and I believe this happened next to Joe Biden's Corvette. Is that, is that right? It happened next to Joe Biden's Corvette. I think that's the deal. So um, here's the deal here. Also more Vax injuries, more Vax related injuries, more people dying suddenly, including Lisa Marie Presley, who was just what, 54 years old. And I think she was just seen at the Golden Globes. She was just there at the Golden Globes uh, to honor the film Pre uh, Elvis. And she looked fine. She had no problems. So this was a sudden cardiac arrest, another sudden cardiac arrest. And this was Lisa Marie Presley, and she's dead, I think, at 54 years old. Elvis Presley's daughter. So what we're seeing, what we're basically seeing, the things that we were told were real, were fake, right? When we look at the... <clears throat> Hunter Biden laptop, we were told that was fake. That's been proven real, right? We were told Russia, Russia, Russia was real. That's been proven fake. And these Twitter files show even more how the whole thing was totally made up and fabricated and pushed, a fabrication that was pushed. Um, we were told that only Donald Trump had classified, only Donald Trump had this issue with classified files, right? Only Donald Trump. It was his fault. No other president before him did this. And now, of course, we know that's total bullshit because Joe Biden did it not just once, but twice, probably three, four or five times. These files are not even being found in one place. Like Mar-a-Lago, they were in one place, right? One pretty secure place. And you and I and most of us don't have access to Mar-a-Lago. But with Joe Biden, they were found... The first batch was found in an office in a public building where millions of people come and go every year. And now I believe in his garage next to his Corvette. And now we find out, as Real Clear Politics has written, that Hunter Biden accessed the garage where his dad kept his Corvette and classified material. So this just gets worse and worse for Joe Biden. It really gets worse and worse and worse. And once again, the mainstream media, the, the legacy media will tell you that this is a big nothing burger, right? This is what the legacy media will tell you. This is the upside down wackadoo world we live in. The legacy media will tell you that the Hunter Biden laptop story was fake. It was real. They will tell you that all these Twitter files that have been dumped are a big nothing burger. They won't even cover them. They won't even cover any of these Twitter files, whether it's on COVID, whether it's on Gottlieb, whether it's on the Hunter Biden laptop, whether it's about Rosenthal and, 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 and this fucking and these uh, new files today. 
about Russiagate and the fabrication of Russiagate, they'll say the whole thing is a big nothing burger. And not only are there files and files and files and receipts of emails and emails and emails and documents proving these things are real. Let's, how about this? Proving this is actually a thing, okay? It's actually a real thing. They'll say that's nothing. They'll say Joe Biden, having hidden all these documents in two to five places, whatever it may end up being. Remember, they, remember Joe Biden's the one that said he was, he was totally disturbed at what Trump had done. And then we find out that he did it, but he didn't. Then they said, oh, it's just one place. Now it ends up being a second batch in a totally different place. They said it was one batch. And remember, the legacy media kept saying the word small. They made sure you heard that word small. One small batch, one one small, tiny, little, infinitesimal batch. Then it turns out the next day there's another batch. And this batch is in a fucking garage next to a Corvette. As Peter Ducey said to Joe Biden when he asked the question today, these confidential, top secret confidential files, which is vice president, he could not declassify. He could not declassify. Were found next to his Corvette in his garage? What were you thinking? He should have added, but Peter Ducey is too much of a professional to do it. I would have said, what were you thinking, Jack? What were you thinking, Jack? It's a lot of malarkey, Jack, ain't it? And now we know Hunter Biden had access to this garage and these top secret documents. So it gets worse and worse and worse. Look, they they want to say that the Donald Trump situation is worse. The legacy media wants to tell you that the Trump situation is a is a earth shattering, groundbreaking criminal thing where the Joe Biden thing is just, eh, you know, he left, he left documents in a couple of different places and he's cooperating. He's cooperating. Well, it's exactly what Donald Trump was doing. They were in the process of cooperating and the Justice Department said, you know, this is not going fast enough, fast enough for us. And so what we're going to do is we're going to take advantage of that fact and we're going to do something we've never done before to a president and we're going to raid his private home. Now, here's the question. Why haven't I understand that Merrick Garland, under a lot of pressure, has put a special prosecutor in charge of this. But even that special prosecutor, we'll go through it, is compromised. But where's the raid? Where was the raid? Maybe I missed it. You can tell me. Did I miss the raid of Joe Biden's office? In the Biden Center? Did I miss the raid of Joe Biden's garage? Did they raid his Corvette? I, 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 maybe I, maybe they, maybe I missed it. I could have missed it. It's possible. It's very possible that I missed it. So let me know if I missed it. So here we are with evidence, evidence. This is real evidence, right? And now we're seeing more evidence on a different front, which is people who are just dying, young people who are just dying. They're perfectly fine. They're in the, 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 the middle of their life, and they just drop dead. Whether it's celebrities or actors or, or, or athletes, you know what we're seeing? We're seeing the people dying that we didn't see during COVID. Remember, if COVID was this earth-shattering thing, plague, 
you would have seen many athletes and celebrities dying of COVID. Well, athletes and celebrities didn't die of COVID, but they are dying now. They are dying now mysteriously. If, if, if big-named athletes and celebrities died during COVID, you wouldn't have heard the end of it from the legacy media. They would say, look at how bad this is. Look at how bad this is. We must vax to the max, and we must mask for life. But that didn't happen. Those of us who were trying to make a point that they were overblowing COVID were saying if COVID were a plague, where, you know, as Democrats thought 5% of people that got it were going to die, you would see the people you know, the people you know by name, the name recognition people would have been dropping left and right because everyone got COVID, right? So if the mortality rate were 3 to 5%, the way the left was telling us the, and the legacy media and quack doctors like Fauci were telling us that. Then three out of every five, three to five, every hundred celebrities would have died. Three out of five, every hundred people you see on TV, since everyone got COVID, would have died. And of course, that didn't happen. Not even close to that. Nothing. No, no big name people we knew died. No people you see on TV every day died. No athletes even ended up in the hospital, let alone dead over three years. But now we're certainly seeing big name people like Lisa Marie Presley just dying out of nowhere. Athletes dropping dead out of nowhere. That we're seeing now. But the legacy media ain't covering that, are they? They would have had no problem connecting those deaths in 2020 to COVID. But they will not dare in 2022 and 2023 link them to the vaccine. Never. Never. They're dying of coincidences. They're dying of coincidences. That's what they're dying of. That's what they're telling you. Don't believe your eyes. These people are simply dying of a coincidence. So this is part and parcel of all of these things together, whether it's the vaccine or whether it's the Obama, the, the uh, Biden laptop, the Hunter Biden laptop, whether it's the confidential classified files they tell you the opposite of what the truth is that but russia 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 was a big thing that that was the truth the media covered russia 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 for four fucking years for four years they covered that they haven't spent four minutes covering any of these twitter files they haven't spent four minutes even considering the idea that the vaccines could be harmful but for four years, they covered Russia, Russia, Russia. And as we saw, as we've known, as we've known, but as we saw today in the Twitter files, it was all fabricated. It was all pushed. It was a big nothing burger. But that they covered for four years. That Russia Maddow covered for four goddamn years. MSNBC wouldn't let it go. CNN wouldn't let it go. This stuff, though, they're not covering. This stuff, they are not covering. None of it. None of these files that are on Twitter and, and the Biden stuff they're saying is nothing. He just misplaced files. Oh, all the presidents do that. They just misplaced files, but he didn't know they were there and he's cooperating now, even though they were there three times as long as Trump's files were there. Three times as long. 
in places where you and I could go and maybe stumble upon them. And in places, obviously, as I'll read in a second, where Hunter Biden went all the time. Hello. <laughs> How's it going? Oh, still alive. Still, still kicking. Still kicking. Good. <laughs> yeah. I think your story is awesome. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I mean, like, at this point, I've been, you know, like, if, if, if you can't connect the dots, to be honest with you, it's kind of one of those things where you're like, I, I, I've, I've been like, I've been so like retro, retro pilled to where I'm like, if you're on the right and you can't connect the dots, I actually don't want you on my side slash I'm kind of embarrassed when I hand off my American passport in the sense that it's like, okay, so let's just lay out the basic facts. The FBI knew the current sitting U.S. president had classified information five days before the U.S. midterms. Yep. Conveniently, <laughs> that was not leaked, which is, and I will be fair, the typical protocol. Of course, we know that would not have held under Trump, but no, whatever. No. Yeah. You know, normal bias. It's the CBS angle that, you know, the morning that the transportation system is melting down, that this is, you know, of course, the little carrot that it comes out. And I don't even think it actually even really has anything to do with the, the ATC issues. But it just kind of comes down to just demonstrating, like, I, I, I honestly, I, 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 between the inflation and the economy, Mike, you you've known you've known me over a few months, and uh, <laughs> yeah, yes, I've I've I I used in the past to actually have some fire in my voice in terms of like rah rah rah, you know, <laughs> Biden, impeach him, blah 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 blah. <laughs> At this point, I'm just kind of like whatever, impeach him, don't impeach him, because at this point, I've actually kind of just induced like. I don't think there's any, like, fight in the right. Not What I mean by that is, like, I think there's, like, a righteousness in the right of, like, I think their cause is right. Like, I, I, I believe in their side. But I just believe, like, after the midterms, maybe this is just me and I'm poor, you know, woo on me. But, like. I lived through the last, like, year where I just saw month after month, I went to the grocery store, lived my normal life, I didn't have any, like, normal expenditures, and I just saw my quality of life, month by month, like, visibly degrading before my life, and I thought in November, I was like, oh, it doesn't matter, you know, Roe v. Wade or... You know, ultra, ultra, mega, mega, plus, plus, diamond, super plus, diamond, whatever. <laughs> like, it just comes down to, like, hey, man, like, I can't afford my kids, and I like to go on a vacation, and, like, basically, that's kind of what I want to do. 
Um, well, look, the, the fact of the matter is, you, I, I hear I hear resignation in your voice, Xander. I hear a resignation in your voice. Yeah, because it's like, am I, am I the only one that's feeling that? Because if not, I need to change my grocery store. <laughs> no, I don't think you're, I, no, you're not the only one that's feeling that. There's no doubt about that. You're not the only one that's feeling it. But the fact that what's so disheartening is simply that something like this happens where these, the, the classified documents are found in Biden in two different places now, right? And there's just no, there's just, there's every attempt for the legacy media and the Democrats to twist themselves into pretzels saying, oh, no, but this is so different. You you offer Republicans. We knew you'd try to make it look – We it's apples and bananas. It's app, you, This is what you're hearing from a lot of people, right? Republicans it's, apples, it's apples and kiwis. It's cherries and, and bananas. These fucking idiots. They all say the same fucking thing, comparing fruits, different kinds of fruits. But we know it's apples and apples. And any, any, any person worth anything has any kind of humanity or humility would simply say, you know what? This is why we shouldn't have made a big deal of the Trump thing, because this happens to all presidents. This, and I got to tell you, this is actually the more rare situation. Usually it doesn't happen. OK, usually it doesn't happen to a president while they're in office. OK, because this guy was vice president. Right. That hasn't happened very often lately where the president was the former vice president. All right. So the, yeah. I'll give him that. He was vice president for eight years. And these are documents while he was vice president. OK, but. They, this would be the perfect opportunity to just say, and maybe it's too late. Maybe that that, that barn door has been open a long time ago. That because because of what they did back in August, as I said, because of what they did back in August, making such a big freaking deal out of something every other president before Trump had done, and making a, a federal case out of it, they have now put themselves in this corner, where if they had not made a federal case of that, they could easily they they'd have no problems here now. You see, they put themselves in their in the own position. By being such spiteful bastards and by having that Trump derangement syndrome and saying, oh, now we now we can go after him. Now we got red meat. We never went after any president before him because technically we didn't think it was a very lawful thing, but we let them get away with it because everyone did it. But now we're not going to let this guy get away with it. So, yeah, so, Mike, so I know that's I, the problem. And if they had just if they had just not made a big deal over it and said every the president, I, 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 I disagree with you there. I disagree. I fundamentally disagree with you there. What way? In the way that <laughs> let me just state this up front. I agree with you in terms of like the like the general prognosis of like yeah, like Biden has fucked it up. Like right. I agree with you on that. My basis of the disagreement is like you and I sit here and like, you know, night after night have these like disagreements over the silly podcast on iPhones. But at the end of the day, when I just saw what happened in the midterms of November, and that was on the basis of what I've been experiencing in inflation and crime, I'm like, if Americans are fine with this, I'm like, I don't know. I, I mean, I, 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 I went into that night. That, that, was a, that was like a Grand Canyon night in my life in terms of like – I. I truly, truly, truly thought I was like, listen, Americans thought you could spend six trillion dollars and there was no negative consequences because for the last 25 years or so, finally, for different reasons, um, the Fed had 
you know, squelched inflation. And guess what? You get this in generation of politicians, AOC, and it's a little bit kind of of the new right that think you can pay for everything. You know, a little bit of that ilk, but like more the AOC, really. Um, that just think deficits don't matter. Yeah. And then reality kind of hits of like, oh man, I kind of remember like I used to take like two to three vacations, and I'm not talking like these are yeah, it was just like you know used to take the kids and you know whatever, and and now I'm like maxing out my credit card just to just to feed the kids, and it's like. I know. I'm not. I'm. I'm honestly not saying this is a sob story on me. Believe me, I like. I'm okay. I don't have kids. This isn't about me. There's a lot of people that I think I'm like, holy shit. Well, they just said that Americans, Americans, I believe, use credit more than ever last year. It was like a right. record year for that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But Mike. But hear this. And this is the scary part. This is the thing that is like truly. You want to hear this? The scariest thing you'll hear on this program tonight, and if you internalize it, you won't sleep tonight. It's Americans rather sleep with that credit card debt than vote against that party that gave them that debt. Mm-hmm. How scary is that? I, I agree. Look, look, here's the thing. Americans are just doing what they, their betters, in quotes, they believe who, the people who are their betters are doing, which is the country, right? We're in a record number of, we're in a record amount of debt. Our debt is record amount. The deficit is record amount. So we're just, the people are just doing what the politicians are doing, right? Now, the difference is, of course, the difference is, of course. Do you remember what a big deal it was? Was, was it in Trump's third year or last year? I think it was just the, where our credit rating went down, or the country's credit rating went down to, to like from A plus to A for like two and a half minutes. And everyone went crazy. Oh my God, we're downgrade. Now that's the thing. Our, our credit, as as much of a as much of a deficit as we're in, as much debt as this country has, our credit rating's still A or A plus. That's not gonna happen. That doesn't happen to individuals. You and I don't get that kind of flack. That when we're in twenty, thirty thousand dollars debt, our credit's in the fucking shitter and we can't get any more. I course, agree with you, country, but I, and, and, this country and, and, can and, continue to get credit because of who we yes, are. Yes, th- th- this is where I a little bit, um, just to interject, n- not 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 to interrupt you, Mike, but like, I, a lot of people talk about country debt and country debt ratings as if it's like a oh you're triple A, a double A, a single A, as if it's like a like there's like a financial party that rates this. That's absolute BS. Like, that doesn't exist. You want to know what is the worldwide credit rating party? It's called whatever is the strongest military. And I'm not saying that in a, like, "Mm -hmm, America, America. I'm saying that in just, like, literal party, like, power politics sense. Like, whoever dictates the political system dictates whatever is that triple A or single A party system. Um, and, and sorry, sorry, I, I didn't mean that as a deviation, but I just meant that as a just like, you know what I mean? Like sometimes when people get hung up on this idea of like a double A, it's like, well, what does that really mean? Yeah, right. 
No one ever asked that question. No, no, never, never. Look, it's just assumed that the United States is going to go into debt and eventually, you know, but, but our. Oh, okay. Our, okay. So the United States goes into debt. And so then what? Like, uh, like Saudi Arabia invades the United States and then the United States just like sits around and is like, well, I guess he like Saudi Arabia owns it. No, no, no. In, in reality, that's not yeah. what's going to happen. <laughs> no, no. In reality, what will happen is Canada will invade us. Well, of course. <laughs> and then we'll have to kneel before Trudeau the way the way Superman had to kneel before Zod. No, I don't know. I mean, that's it's it's it's, it's a silly thing, obviously. Yeah, 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 country, yeah. I know yeah. a country going in debt is not the same as you or I going in debt, obviously. Right, right, right. Obviously. Yeah, But it is the same, but it is kind of similar to, let's say, a guy like Donald Trump or a millionaire or a billionaire going into some debt. They're still able – you know, Donald Trump had what? How many failed businesses? And he was still able to get, you know, loans for new businesses because of his name and his cachet, right? That's what it comes down to. So if you've got that name and cachet, like Donald Trump or Elon Musk or the United States of America, you can fuck around with money. You can go into debt. You can default. You can do whatever you want. People are still going to give you money. People are still going to feel you're going to make good some way or another on that money. So that's 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 the thing, you know. But yep. people, yep. what I'm saying is, psychologically, people are doing what the government's doing. They, yep. They, yep. they spend yep. and go into debt, and and that's the problem. People don't realize they're not the government. And they, totally look at, they look at the TV and they see the government going into debt, but the country's running fine. And they say, well, I'll do the same thing. I can do it. If they can do it, I can do it. I'm just going to do what they do. I'll pay it back sometime. You know, so – and that's the kind of mentality we have in this country. We really do. It's all of us. Where it's just like, ah, you know what? The money will it'll, – it'll grow on some tree soon. It'll be there. You know, and, and I've seen financial advisors on Fox News saying, no, don't do, don't do that. You know, don't don't pay for what you can't afford. Don't buy what you can't afford to buy. Make sure you have enough money for the basics, for the electricity, for the food, for the heat, for all that stuff. And once you have all that stuff handled, you can you can really deal with things a lot better. You know, and uh, a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't. They just don't deal with those basic two or three things they need to be able well to pay. In order to in order in order to be able to uh, handle everything else, it's funny because if you even take that one step further, um, and a lot of people don't do this, and mainly myself, I, I mean, I don't go through my day thinking this, but if you do this exercise, in terms of the United States and, and broadly the Western world, it's not just the United States. Yeah. Hats off to you know, the UK, you, you really, you really brought it in 1940. Um, <laughs> not, to, not to leave them out. Yeah. Um, you know, there's this idea that uh, w without them, your life would just be completely different and insignificantly, uh, uh, you know, to grade it. Yeah. And I apologize. I just, I, I just lost my line. Sorry, I apologize. Someone was flashing something in front of me. And sorry, they were flashing. I apologize. They were flashing okay. something. It'll come back. I, I apologize. But, 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 I think the fact of the matter is we can't be in a situation where we say, oh, my God, we have no we have no control. Look, everyone's screwed up. Everything's screwed up, you know, and and it's it's, it's the fact of the matter is that. 
there were things that happened that normally no one would have said a word about. If you go back before Trump, in other words, if 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 W, if Clinton, if um, if uh, if Obama, if Obama, if any of them had, and we know Obama did have a lot of files, a lot of files um, on on computer that had to that were classified, right? And but they didn't make a big deal over it. They just said this always happens. This is a, a thing that happens a lot. It's it's for some reason presidents fetishize these documents. I don't know why. No one has actually answered that question yet. Why? Why do they bring them home? Why? Yeah, you know, it's an interesting question that I, I've also thought the same thing, Mike, in terms of, um, <laughs> you know, it's, a, it's an interesting question between, and I, I thought, I always think I'm like, I'm the one unique, like, apolitical person that is, like, the one that thinks this in terms of, like, between Hillary Clinton, uh, Trump, Biden. I'm like, I don't know. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. In my day-to-day, I actually don't really – like, it doesn't make a, like, day-to-day difference of it. I just more want, like, a like a consistency of it, and it's like – well, if all these people are finding classified documents in like their shoe locker or like they're, you know, when they reach for the soap in the shower, it's there. Maybe that's actually an indictment that like too much of our government is actually technically legally classified in the sense we need to have a review of what is actually classified. Like way too much is actually classified. Yeah, right. But that's the whole point of it. A lot of these documents are probably not that big of a deal. And they were talking about Well, if you actually listen to most national security, like people, that is generally what the take is. And it's for the reason of what you would suspect. If you're in government, it's for the natural reason. Is it your ass on the line? Or do you risk this document leaking and it's somehow tracing back to you? No. I just am going to put a classification on it. So you have just covered your butt. But there's no downside in terms of transparency. No, no. I think the only issue with possible documents that could be problematic. Look, a lot of the stuff that these that Biden had or Trump had is stuff that was in the past. That's long over and gone with and done with. Right. It's just like you right, right, yeah. something you bought six years ago. Who gives a shit? But yeah. There are, there's always the possibility, but no one's even proved these documents were there with Trump, is that you can have a document which has like the name of a spy, right? You can have the document. If that gets yeah, into the yeah. wrong hands, if it spreads, if it gets in the wrong hands, that person could be in danger, right? This is the JFK theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That person can be in danger because they're, they're named in that document. And then, yep, you know, yep. China or Russia, sure. whoever will know that's the spy. We've got to, you know. They're going to okay. whack them. Right, we'll whack them. Exactly. So that's the thing. Okay, but that's that's like a what do you call it? That's um, a hypothetical. We don't even know if that was the case. Within, within I was going to say, that's a, that's, a, that's a Tuesday in New Jersey. <laughs> right. Plus, it would have to fall into the hands of the, it would have to fall into the hands of the prostitute that Eric Swalwell fucked, the Chinese woman. <laughs> you know, someone like that. You know, you know mm-hmm. who knows? Like like a congressperson, you know, being fooled by a Chinese spy. I mean, hey, that's, that's nothing. Beyond right? our control. <laughs> yeah, that's nothing. A congressman being fooled by a Chinese spy. Hey, Put him on the intelligence hey. committee. Put him on the intelligence. Who doesn't it happen to? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Look, I hate when that happens. 
Right. <laughs> you hate when that happens. You know, so we don't know. Yes. It's, all, it's all hypothetical with this shit. But from 99% of it was probably garbage anyway, right? It was probably shit that happened in the past that was over with. It didn't matter. That was really no longer a national security threat, blah, 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 blah. That's why I still, you know, there are two camps. The camp is that what Trump did was wrong and what Biden did was wrong. Well, they, it might be true. Technically, it might be that's true. Look, technically, if you put your hand in a cookie jar, you're stealing. But if I make a big deal, if I make a big deal that Xander, you put your hand in the cookie jar and I make a fucking national. And I have. No, 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 no. Mike, can I interrupt you? No, wait a minute, Xander. Let me interrupt then, you. Wait a minute, but then six no, months later, I have put, Mike... put my hand in the cookie jar. I've yeah. done it. Yeah. I, I love the cookies. Right. So if I made a federal case of that, well, you, technically, okay, you shouldn't do that. But should I make a federal case of it? <laughs> no, you know why? Because everyone does it. And then, you know yeah. what, six months later, I found they, people find out that I put my fucking hand in the cookie jar. How dumb am I to have made a federal case out of it? You know, so that, that's basically the same deal. That's basically the Fair same enough. deal. Look, Biden, obviously, obviously, I'll give him one thing. He obviously didn't know these files were around. Or he wouldn't have opened his mouth like an idiot back in August and September going after Trump if he knew – that these files were about to be found, he probably he's so out of it he probably didn't even know about them. But that's not the case. To be that's fair, right. Biden also yeah. doesn't know where he was yesterday, like physically speaking. So right, I mean exactly. that might be a exactly. legitimate statement. Now his 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 dementia doesn't excuse what happened. Is that he had the documents just like Trump had the documents? They didn't belong to him. They didn't belong to Trump. They belonged in the reserve. Whatever the fuck the museum they belonged in, and that's the problem. Is that they the Democrats and Biden made a huge case out of it. And the reason why they did wasn't because he had the documents, Trump, because they know Biden has known every fucking president for the last half century. He knows every president, including his buddy Obama, did it. They did it because it was Trump and they wanted to go after Trump and they got Trump derangement syndrome. and They wanted to make an example of him. That's why they did it. Period. And no, now actually, biting him in the ass. Can I even one up you on that? Go ahead. I don't think they even did it thinking like, oh, I'm good. I don't think Biden did held on to these statements in 2000, what's it, late 2016, thinking like, oh boy, I'm going to get the Ukraine documents to hold on to Trump or what. I, I, I really think it, 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 honestly, it just comes down to the most like simplistic, dumbest thing that you honestly think it really is in terms of Biden had these documents. I don't really think he really thought he had them because they probably are just, like, stupid shit in terms of, like, yes, they are legally classified. Trump is in a weird category because he's in a weird legal category because he is the U.S. president. So he does have, you know, he has these, like, weird special declassification powers. Um, but I think more, even setting that aside, I think it just comes down to Trump just thinks of them and it's just like, no, it's not, no, it's not declassified. <laughs> uh, it's my personal property. This is my love letter to the French president. You don't yeah, have a right yeah. to say. Well, like, he just used it as just like, no, this is my, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just. This is my well, that, that's very possible that if you have a letter from another world leader or some document you want to keep as a keepsake, I get that. I get that. Right, right, right. But this like technical picayune, you know, uh, right. information, why would you want to bring And that this is where you? it kind of like, if anything, it says the difference with Clinton was like, no, no, bitch. You set up a separate email server system like you hired it technical like you hired best buys you know 
IT best to show up to your house to like figure out how to get around the State Department IT systems to get your emails onto your server. Like that was not a accidental like, well, I don't know how I got there. You know, like there's a weird way Trump weirdly trends that line in terms of like he's claiming I want them. Well, you know, Clay Travis made a good point today. I think he's right. He said the State Department will get out of this in a few months down the line this way. They'll say both Trump and Biden, uh, like 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 with they'll they'll do the James Comey excuse with Hillary. Yeah, they both did things they probably shouldn't have done, but but we're not going to prosecute them. They'll do the same thing because now they're in a position where they fucking can't prosecute Trump and not prosecute Biden. So if well, any, that if, yes, yeah, if no, there's, that, any, that, if there's that, any chance at all they were going to prosecute Trump, that's the easy be. take. Yeah, it's, that's it's, the easy. That's, take. that's over now. Yeah. That's over now. You know, yeah, so yeah. That's that's probably everyone that's knows how, that. That's how they get out of it. They both they they were both bad boys, but it's not prosecutable. That's what well, yeah. that's still saying. It might. That's how they get out Strat- of it. is your seatbelt tight. I'll hit you with this one. Yeah, right, exactly. Xander, let me let you go. I want to get to the call. Oh, okay. no, 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 no. No, I can't? The real, the real one is... I can't let you go? I'm not allowed? It, it, it's, actually, it's actually the left. They wanted to get Trump off of this investigation, which is an obvious, you are violating, you know, uh, uh, classification laws. So how do we get Trump out of this little weird pickle? Oh, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. We plant some COVID or classified evidence in Biden, and therefore now Trump, you're free. He's the GOP. That's my big picture. It, it's a big like it's a 5D evidence. You know, whatever. Yeah. Well, this no doubt, no doubt, this helped Trump. And this helped this helped Trump in his, exactly. Yeah, exactly. This helped Trump with the, with the you know in, in his quest to become president again. And because it really it really does nullify in most people's minds what happened there. So that's 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 big. Xander, let me let you. Th- thank you, Xander. All right, I'm gonna go to Gator and then Brady. Uh, Gator, what's? Hey, Mike. How you doing? Okay, pretty good. Um. Is it well? What's the level of convenience that applies to um, one former president basically being brought up on um, classification, classified information handling issues, and then the sitting president being brought up on the same on the same issue, but under a different set of circumstances, and then for very quickly within two weeks of this issue coming up, Trump to then launch his first campaign videos which are based around the freedom of speech first amendment issues twitter files and um th- this this uh the biden documents issues but that's not i i doubt that that is entirely political opportune opportunism but um i'm not suggesting that it's specifically coordinated but one thing i will ask is this why would you, if you were Biden's lawyers and you found inside his desk or his closet or whatever, small numbers of classified documents which nobody seemed to know about, why, why wouldn't you just burn them? Um, I don't know. I mean, that's a, that's a good – why didn't Trump just burn all the stuff he had? I mean, I don't well, know. Well, he had a bit too many, didn't he? And, he got, and obviously somebody tipped, tipped off the entire – 
the entire raid. But nobody raided Biden. His lawyers working for him found them and apparently turned them over to the archive. If, if they were a security threat or they were a compromise issue for Biden, who, yeah. who is not legally protected because he was a vice president at the time who has no declassification rights and he cannot handle the information, whereas Trump has declassification capability and can't be done in the same way. Why would his lawyers send those things to the archive, admit it, and then allow publicity to follow? I would just burn them and say, Joe, nobody's going to find it. Don't worry about it. Well, you know what it is? It's, it's, it, I think a lot of it has to do with fear of the cover-up. If, that, if it somehow gets out that they did that, then that's a bigger plus like Watergate, right? It's not what happened as much as the cover-up. And so they probably, you know, were too afraid of – remember, a lot of these people – even though you're saying, you know, it's Biden's side, they're pretty straight shooters in a lot of ways. And they don't think that way. You know, they don't think like the mob. <laughs> let's cover up the heads. Let's bury. No, I, I, no, I, 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 no, I, I believe that. Let's not. I think they, they feel this is like something that, and, and also they probably felt it was not like a huge deal. You know what I'm saying? It was 10 documents in an office. They probably didn't feel that it was such a thing where they had to do something like that, making the cover up worse. They probably felt it was not a huge deal. They were probably just thinking, well, this is not, this, it's only 10, it's not a big deal. He the only way that's resolved, though, is if somebody tells you what, what definitely is in the documents, right? Yeah. In, in the absence of that specific information, everybody will fill the void with speculation. So you might be right. But to think that the Biden or any politician's team doesn't think if there's, there's no murder, if there's no body, right, and therefore burning classified documentation, there can't be only one copy for a start. There will be other copies of something, right? But if but if he doesn't possess them because you just burnt them all, then then all you do is you say no, sorry, we don't have any of those documents. You can search the closets, but they're not there. Well, but now you that see, fixes the problem. Yeah, but now you see they're finding them all over the place, and that's the problem. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, and, but, and we don't know exactly. Do we know exactly when the second batch near the Corvette were found? Well, but this is but this is the thing. It's like, why is this suddenly happening now? That's a good question. I mean, I think it's just a matter of the fact that they're looking now. They're probably looking to find where, where, where else, you know, where else documents might be. That's the that's the thing. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Why all of a sudden was it nothing? Then all of a sudden, two batches in two different places in a 24 hour period. I, I get it, but it's I, I think I think the fact that now they are actually looking around to see if there are any others, and they're not. It's not just them now. They cast out of the bag. So there are a lot of people who are probably looking around <laughs> to see. You know where uh, where other documents may may maybe maybe. Okay, you know, if you were in the DNC and you thought, "Fuck me, Joe Biden has been an absolute fucking nightmare." Even if even if policy wise we have been able to use this tool and get all of the things done that we wanted, COVID and all these other things, and we've uh, we've done the profit agenda, but he is an absolute fucking liability. I know the where prob- you're the going. Problem is, the problem is you- we can't control him saying he's not going to run again. I okay, now let's compromise. Over. Let's compromise him right now and take him out of the game yeah, by doing I mean, this. There's, there's been a little talk of that. You just brought it up now that, you know, it could be to get Biden out of the race, um, a way to force him out of the race. You know, so like, so what you're thinking, you're, you're thinking Gator is more like they found them four days before the election. They don't want to fuck up the Democrats in the midterms, but they said, let's, uh, let's hold on to these just in case we yeah. might need them in a few months. And one of the reasons why we might need them if the old fuck decides to run again. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. And that's what, that's what I think they're more likely to be doing now. Remember that the DNC 
is corrupt. It rigs everything, right? It is the power, isn't it? It's, it's, what, it's what forced Bernie to, to back Hillary. Um, it's, it's basically rigged everything in favor of Hillary. So it does these things, right? So it completely controls the candidacy. Well, I, I don't, I don't put anything past the Democrats, especially after what I've seen over the last decade. And what you say is very intriguing. Um, yeah, it, it's, uh, and it'd be interesting to see if Biden doesn't run if he uses this as an example. I don't know. I, I, don't, I doubt that very much. I doubt if he doesn't run, he's going to say it's because of this. No, but you know, you know, he'll he'll just say I decided not to run again. But so, but you but you yeah but but you can't you can't run really unless you kind of know that you have a chance through. Um, that the, the, the will be people who support you, right? So if you're automatically delegitimized in all of your possible supporters' minds or enough of them, you aren't going to run, right? And that's what I think this is. This is, a, this is a, a, well, one of the aspects of it is a deliberate means by which to delegitimize him so that nobody would be mad enough to spend money on his next campaign because A, they know he's senile, and B, they know he's now being tarred with this brush because he could go to jail as the VP. Well, he could be criminally prosecuted as sure, a VP. Not even, not even, not even that he's incompetent and old. But look at the senile guy. He's leaving. He's leaving documents all over the place. He doesn't even know where they. He has no. He left them in seven different places. He didn't even know they were there. This guy must be totally. But, but yeah, you know, but, so but I, get, I, I get. I get. what you're saying. I, I do. I get what you're saying. You know. And I, I look. I'm not discounting it simply because I know the Democrats and how they operate. Like you said. We know the Democrats and how they operate and how they have operated to fix primaries when they want to, right? So it, it's, it, is very po- it is very possible that this is a way of Democrats saying, you know what, we, you're not going to run again. I can't, but I can't believe – here's the thing. I think we talked about this last week, that if you look at the mob and the way they operate, they'll try to give you nice things first before they threaten you, right? I can't believe – that the Democrats had gotten to the point where they had to threaten Biden. I, so I guess what you're saying, I guess what you'd agree to, is that they maybe have tried nice things behind the scenes and it hasn't worked. You don't. I, I don't think they need to. I just think that they need to make to be sure that in any situation, at any time, in any meeting, they'll just go, Joe. You know, it's not happening, is it? But it, here's I'm going to play a devil's advocate here. But the problem with that play is if that's their play. Is that it makes Democrats look bad and hypocritical because well, of the way because of the way they went after Trump and the way they're now trying to, outwardly, at least on television. That's the thing. On television, most Democrats in the legacy media are defending Biden. So they maybe they didn't get the memo. Are they, did they no, not get the but, No, no, no. Wait. But but they will all but but look, you can't expect the media to do anything other than defend Biden, right? They're never going to do the Dem- so Democrats in, in, in the House and Senate and politics. So, so I haven't yeah. seen one Democrat come out and condemn him and say this is the same as Trump. But because and, because look at the situation they're actually in. They're literally dealing with a sitting pre- with the incumbent president who is never there's ne- I mean, yeah. To be honest, there's never. I can't think of a of a, of a president who's got more open questions of serious corruption and competence at once. Bill Clinton getting sucked off and lying about it is nowhere near as bad as what's on Hunter Biden's laptop from the corruption of Hunter Biden, the corruption of Joe Biden trying to protect him and all of the stuff that it connects to directly, it connects directly into with Joe Biden. Plus Bobulinski confirmed all this two and a half, four years ago saying 
Big Joe is the guy. Big Joe is Joe Biden, or the big man, blah, 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 right? So you, you literally, the DNC is basically just, is, is, is avoiding acknowledging the truth that people already know. So that's why you're seeing the, the, the media narrative essentially ev evading uh, reality. But when it comes to the primary, like, if you care about a popular vote, right, and, and you go into the, candidate, uh, the presidency, you can't really present Joe Biden again because you know that his electoral ratings are like 33, 43 percent or something like that, lowest of any president. So it's not credible theatrically to put him in right into the race. It's just like, well, that's that's ridiculous. Rather, if I was a marketing manager, I would say to the DNC, right, don't put him in. And then by the time you come around to doing the presidency, effectively execute a DNC rebrand right? by putting in some new, fresh, hyper hopeful candidate who you can say has is, is clean as a whistle for some reason right and 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 and, and, and they may, maybe that's in the form of a maverick outsider right that you fully control and so have a firm grip like Gavin Newsom, obviously <laughs> yeah exactly you know that hero right so so you could do that and effectively you would be affecting you would be doing nothing more than what is essentially a party rebrand by removing by chipping away the old shit bag and, and just putting in you know, fucking AOC or something. I don't know. But um, you see what I mean? Yeah, I think the Democrats are in a tough spot. I think their bench is weak, man. I think their bench is short. So, uh, you know, I think once again, Joe Biden would be a disaster if they if he was the, if he was a nominee for them. But I don't I don't see it's not like they have a DeSantis on the bench. You know what I'm saying? It's not have like they seen, have someone like that on the bench. I mean, it's, have it's, you seen it's, the two the two Trump election videos? There's a six minute long one and a four minute long one. No. Well, basically, what it is is it's Donald Trump instead in front of the two crossed American flags and some certificate or something. Is what he was, and he's going on basically saying, um, basically decrying the state of the, the of, of America now. And basically saying that essentially the Twitter files show that the deep, I mean, he uses, he uses deep state and all these terms have attacked me and attacked others, affected free speech. Da, 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 we need to return free speech. And this is the beginning of his campaign. Now it's straightforward, obvious campaigning, but um, he's doing that. I mean, he, he, he everything he said, apart, apart from, apart from the fact that the Twitter files show that he was targeted in the Twitter files. A lot of what he said could be said by anyone, but by getting in there first, one one interesting thing that he's doing is he's getting ahead of any other Republican candidate on these issues sure. because incumbent Republican candidates after him, or sorry, followers after him, like say DeSantis, will now have to, if they want to use these issues, they're going to have to rework the wording so they're not just copying him in a way. So I think it's fairly smart that he's getting ahead of the curve, but... Um, it's worth you watching because because he is literally, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't. This doesn't. This doesn't look to me like it's not. It's done as purely political opportunism, reactionary political opportunism. I think there's this is they've had a lead into this. There's, right. there's more of a strategy involved here. No, you could be right. I, you know, I'm, I'm once again. I won't put anything past the the Democrats at all. You know, it's just not. You know, it's it's, it's always a possibility. But then again, it's also a possibility that he just got caught. I mean, you could look at it either way, right? I understand that way is a very surface, simplistic way for you to look at it, but it could just be that much. Some cigar is just a cigar. Maybe he just simply got caught. You know, maybe that's what happened. So 
Um, we don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I'll see if there's more of these. I mean, if there were two and there are two different locations, there could be three. There could be five. There could be eight. We don't know. You know, let's see where this goes. Or it could be, as you said, it could be basically it could be basically, as you said, it's it's like, OK, Joe, do you get it now? <laughs> do you get do you get the point, Joe? And if Joe doesn't get the point, then there's this 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 batch number three, and mm-hmm. batch number four. You know, it's almost like torture, right? You stop the torture when the person agrees to give the information, and so yeah. who knows? That's what it, that's what it could be. But the fact of the matter is, I don't think these were planted; these were actual real. So we know that Joe Biden had documents for six plus years, and he was there. He was on television last summer saying how distraught he was over what Trump did. So, you know, exactly, exactly. He's between a cock and a hard place. Exactly. That's right. Gator, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Uh, Absolutely. Okay. Who's next? Who's next? Uh, I think, I think Brady's been chomping at the bit here. Hey, Brady, what's up? Long time no speak. It's been a while. Doing good, man. Making some uh, artificially intelligent images on my profile pic. You can check those out. That's a juicy, succulent Pokemon for you. And, uh, just two quick points before I pass the joint. I think uh, I'll be able to squeeze them out in a minute or less each, maybe even just one minute for both of them, and uh, see what you think. Uh, as far as Russiagate goes, I wholeheartedly agree that Russiagate was a fake. In fact, I think it was a red herring to distract people from the Jeffrey Epstein conspiracies and the multiple other conspiracies going on at the time because Democrats are incapable of investigating the Jeffrey Epstein conspiracy because it involves them. And it was the perfect distraction for Donald worshipers because they are incapable of examining the the Jeffrey Epstein conspiracy because it involves their guy, too. So Russiagate was fake, but Whitney Webb's new book was real. And um, uh, as far as the vaccine goes and the deaths, uh, I agree that the vaccine was rushed through under Operation Warp Speed. And I was wondering, since Donald Trump hired Dr. Fauci, like, wouldn't Donald have been able to fire Dr. Fauci as well? Of course. There's no doubt about it. But, you know, what, was, what, what Trump was, you say he hired Fauci. He really didn't. I mean, Fauci was, you know, in line. He was the NIH, right? So he was the guy. And he was the guy everyone – Trump didn't know Fauci from, from, uh, from Faust. He was told by his advisors, this is the guy. You know, hey, this is the guy. This is the NIH guy. This is the AIDS guy. So he's going to take care of this, right? He was – I'm sure Donald Trump knew nothing about Fauci, which is – Trump's fault. Really, he, he didn't watch Dallas Buyers Club? You don't no. think Donald Trump heard about I, Dallas I, Buyers Club? Well, first of all, I'm sure Donald Trump didn't watch Dallas Buyers Club. And also, even if he watched well, I mean, Dallas I didn't Buyers watch Club, Dallas Buyers Club either, but I'm, I'm like yeah, but I, aware did. enough of my yeah, surroundings he, to know what the movie was about. He would not have known that guy had – he would not have known that was Fauci's thing. He never – come on. Well, Trump. if Donald Trump doesn't have the social awareness to know what Dallas Buyers Club was about, does he have any business being the president of the United States? I guarantee you that Joe Biden doesn't even know that Dallas Buyers Club was a movie. I mean, it's like it's not. It's not. I like think that's debatable. I think I think his wife would certainly know what it is, and I, I'm pretty sure that Joe Biden probably watched it. Yeah, but but wait a minute. Here's a good question to you. I thought about this the other day when Dallas Buyers Club came up. Do you have any recollection of Matthew McConaughey talking out against Fauci during COVID? Not one. I, I, I'm not making you McConaughey's lawyer, but why do you think that is? I mean, what, what is, well, what is I, <laughs> I mean, 
All right, wait a minute. You're saying Donald Trump should have watched the movie and, and Joe Biden watched the movie. How about the fucking guy who was in the movie? And with 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 uh, probably p- more people trust Matthew McConaughey than Donald Trump and fucking Joe Biden, the guy who was going to run for governor mm-hmm. of California. Why didn't he speak well, out? Well, he has a lot to lose. Matthew McConaughey has a lot of money, and speaking out can cost you some money. So he didn't want no he didn't want no smoke. You're saying he was a pussy. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that- I don't blame him for being a pussy. I don't blame him for being a pussy. It's a it's a fucking mil- military industrial complex medical complex i mean he's an actor yeah but he's, look, he's probably just trying to chill by the beach you know yeah i don't know i i have no sympathy for actors like that who are so popular who have you know millions and millions of dollars in the bank if anyone can speak up they can the person that can't speak up is the person that makes 25 dollars an hour and if they lose their job they can't feed their family there were a lot of those people who didn't speak up and just took the vaccine i get that but matthew mcconaughey mm-hmm. nah come on there's no excuse no excuse. Not the beginning of his career. Not the beginning of his career. Yeah, but Matthew McConaughey also didn't uh, greenlight Operation Warp Speed. No, awful. That was awful. But if anyone could have really made – look, I, I, I'm just talking about this now because you brought this up. I was going to talk about it weeks ago. But uh, if anyone could have really made a difference and put a dent in Fauci's face, it would have been Matthew McConaughey if he had said uh, – Don't you think it would have been guy. Donald Trump? Yeah. Because Donald Trump could have fired Anthony Fau- – or Dr. Fauci. So – Matthew McConaughey has no way of firing Dr. Fauci, but Donald does. Why didn't no, Donald remember the fire difference, Anthony Brady, Fauci? I, I, I blame Trump for Fauci all the time, but look at the difference, though, Brady. If Trump had fired Fauci, all that would have done is given more credence to the a- a- anti-Trumpers, calling him an anti-vaxxer, right? Who it gives just, a fuck? They're I'm wrong about saying, everything. Who gives a fuck, right? They're them. wrong about everything. Right. Why wouldn't he saying. do it? That's, that's, some pussy ass, that's a pussy excuse. I'm not look, I'm not his lawyer, baby. I'm just saying if he had fired Fauci, if he had fired Fauci, who did a, such a good job because he's such a scumbag of, of positioning himself as being the anti-Trump, uh, as being the know-all doctor, while Trump was the stupid ass president who said stupid things like let sunlight cure, can't cure a covid, he would have looked even worse. The, the media would have gone insane, especially at the beginning, especially at the beginning when Fauci didn't have all the dirt on him that he has now. He would have looked it would have been real. I think that's one of the. You might call Trump a pussy, but I think that's one of the reasons why he didn't fire Fauci. I would. I'd call him the pussy for the bone spurs too. The bone yeah. spurs thing for you know, dodging but, the draft. But I really think that someone with a lot of cachet with a much higher approval rating, like Matthew McConaughey, who was in Dallas Buyers Club, um, and lived that story of what Fauci did to to to, to gay folks in the eighties with with AZT and such, would have would have really been a big difference. I think. You know what? It would have changed. It might have changed Hollywood a little bit. You know, we had to wait two and a half years for Tim Robbins to come out and say, I- I've seen the light. OK, well, who gives a fuck about Hollywood, dude? We're talking about millions of Americans being injured by a vaccine that was greenlit by Donald Trump. No, and no, he no. could have fired know, Anthony Fauci Brady, and he but, didn't. But Brady, so why are you still griping about Hollywood and Matthew McConaughey? Because there's a reason for it, because in 2020, a lot of this could have been nipped in the bud. It could have given people a lot more pause. Before he could have Fauci fired Anthony first. Fauci. Yes, he could have fired Anthony Fauci. And then the next big farm. He could have not was, hired him in the first place. Absolutely. He could have put Scott Atlas at the front from day one, which is what he should have done. And he waited until August to do that. And by that, there time, are a lot of things that he should have yeah, done. That was time. It was too late. That by that time it was too late. And I really there are a lot hope, of things that he didn't I really do. Hope that, I really hope that one person is listening right now. They might be. They might. Oh, hey, let's pass the mic to Xander. I, no, I, I made my two points clear enough. One person is listening to you right now. And that's Ron DeSantis. 
And I hope he uses all this against Trump when he runs against him in the primary. Oh, I don't think he will. Really? I think he I don't will. think he has the nuts for it either. Oh, come on. No one has big enough. No Mark my words ball. right now. He, he won't bring up Pizzagate. DeSantis won't bring up Pizzagate. Not Pizzagate. I'm talking about COVID. I'm talking about Fauci. I'm talking about the obvious mistakes like Fauci. Yeah, you're talking Trump. about the easy, low-hanging bullshit fruit for the little kids. I'm talking about no, Pizzagate. No, I'm talking about the stuff that affected people over the last two and a half years. and hurt. I'm you don't think Pizzagate has affected people over the last two and a half years? I don't know, but I'll take my pizza with pepperoni. I remember that whole thing, Pizzagate, and I, I found it. Yeah, so you, you were complaining about people who didn't have a voice yeah, yeah, earlier. How much of a voice do children have? How much of a voice do children without a birth certificate have? Uh, look, look, how much were children harmed? I'm sure you and I can agree with this. Uh, I'm, I'm, or their organs are being trafficked, dude. Yeah, I know. Brady, why don't we just what, – what's wrong with concentrating on recent things – Recent things. Oh, well, I'm that, trying to save wait, wait, children. Wait, 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 That's that why I think it's more pertinent to, to focus on the needs of children than it is no, to focus on the needs lot, of old yes, men. Like the needs of children to go to school and not be masked in school. We have a lot more facts over that. The needs of children to not have their organs trafficked or their blood I, trafficked. I know, Brady. I know. I'm against that kind of stuff, obviously. I'm just, See, I, I don't expect that Ron DeSantis is going to bring any of that up. Okay. Well, it seems won't. like you don't even want to bring it up. He won't bring anything up. Bernard Sanders won't bring anything up. He's going to let Trump win. Okay. Well, he won't talk about Pizzagate for sure. He's going to let Trump. What, is, what does that do with Trump? That, isn't, that, isn't that Hillary Clinton? What does Pizzagate losing? have to do with Trump? It's, isn't that I can Hillary answer Clinton that question. Isn't he hired Hillary Jim Acosta. Why did, why did Donald hire Jim Acosta, the guy Brady, that gave Jeffrey Epstein Brady, a Brady, sweetheart wait a deal? Brady, wait a minute. Why is Roy Cohn Donald Brady, Trump's mentor? Brady, 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 calm down. Do you know who Roy Cohn is? Of course I know who Roy Cohn is. I saw Angels in America. I know who Roy Cohn is. I, I, know, I know Roy Cohn was Donald Trump's buddy and lawyer. I know that. I know it. Well, you're going and back so you to, know he was also a, a pedophile, 19, right? 1985. You know that Roy Cohn was also a pedophile. 1985 wants your news stories back. Come on, Brady. When you no, really, are, are you denying that Roy Cohn was a pedophile? If you were, so you're telling me if you're, if you're advising Ron DeSantis, and this is like real world stuff. This isn't like fantasy stuff. This isn't like conspiracy theory stuff. This is this is real stuff running a presidential campaign. Are you denying that Roy Cohn you're, was you're a pedophile? You're telling Ron DeSantis to 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 country on Roy Cohn and Pizzagate, and not COVID. Yeah, come on. Yeah, are are, are you denying that Roy Cohn was a pedophile? Uh, Van Brady, you're being an idiot. You know you're being an idiot now. Okay, all right. Are we going back to Xander? Do you want to talk again? I think you're Xander. What's up? I feel like I'm like awkward turtle coming out of the shell of like aunts and uncles fighting where y'all are on the same side come on come on well sometimes you need you know look look i think hillary clinton is is, is you know is as dirty as can be i think jeffrey epstein's as dirty as can be i think bill clinton's as dirty as can be but sometimes you got to focus you know what i'm saying sometimes you got to focus on the stuff that more people are going to be able to accept and just live in reality. Don't live in a fantasy world of of pestilence. Of oh, you you're, you're against child molesting? Are you for child molesting? It's so stupid. That's no, idiotic. no, I I I I think there's a weird little balance where I think what he's really trying to say is obviously he doesn't think you're for child uh, abuse or whatever. It's, 
It's called. Me, like, if, I, if, I, I don't if, even if, dignify the subject. If Ron DeSantis comes out and criticizes Donald Trump for hiring Fauci for Operation Warp Speed, for, for having children being masked in schools, for schools being shut down, for businesses being locked down, do you yeah. think that makes a lot more sense to coming out and saying, hey, how about Roy Cohn, where 80% of the people voting are dead? Right. No idea who the fuck Roy Cohn is. Come right. on, there's, there's something called reality. Living in the fucking real world, right. running for president is not a reality show. It's not a fucking. No, 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 no. It's not a fucking. Mike, 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 It's not an Alex Jones. It's not an Alex Jones podcast. Alex Jones cannot be elected president of the fucking United States. Calm down, Mike. I, I've talked to you over a couple of months. Calm down. <laughs> I'm very calm. I'm very calm. This is a random caller. This yeah. is a, you know, he brings up good points, but yeah, he brings up good points for a very juicy, fun podcast. But this is not. This, we're talking about the real sure. world. We're talking about the real sure. world. And what sure. what can, what works in the real world? It doesn't make it perfect. It doesn't make it 100 percent right. I'm not saying that. I'm saying what will it's work. A, and, 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 and hold on. Don't. Don't don't take a step over that fact. It's a podcast. It's fake. It's not real. In the sense that the topics we talk are real, but the people aren't real. In the sense of what we mean like, by that is you're, like, you're, not, you're a real person, aren't you? Well, I'm real, and you're real, and Mike's like you know we are all real. But what I'm saying is like we're we're not doing like well I'm parking like you know row two over at the like you know Kroger. What I'm saying by that is in terms of like we're talking about very conceptual ideas. Yes, but I like to live in the in the real world. In the real world. I want to get Ron DeSantis elected president. I want Ron DeSantis to defeat Donald Trump in the primary. I think it'd be a very bad thing if Donald Trump were to defeat Ron DeSantis in the primary. I think that would be an awful thing. I, I, I'm in, about in real, to lose. In the lose. real world, if I'm, if I'm hired, if Ron DeSantis hires me, he's not going to. If he hired me tomorrow to be his campaign advisor, I'm going to tell He's going to say, Mike, give me the top three things to focus on when it comes to beating that big fucking orange-haired wacko. I'd say, well, I'd, I'd focus on... The fact that he totally screwed up COVID, this vaccine's a disaster. At the very least, I believe it's I believe it's it's not safe. But at the very least, we know it's not effective. And he pushed it like it was going to be effective and end COVID. That he was wrong. He should have waited. They should have tested it longer. Maybe it would have been effective. If they tested it longer. That's a big mistake. I'd say definitely go after Fauci. We know how we know what a scumbag Fauci is. How wrong he was. How he was in the back pocket of big pharma. How. Trump putting him front and center was wrong and screwed the whole fucking thing up. Do that. I, I talk about that. I talk about how, um, you know, Trump didn't do enough to stop school closures and, and, and business closures. And he didn't use his bully pulpit well enough to stop assholes like Andrew Cuomo and Gavin Newsom for destroying lives and killing people. He wanted to. Yeah. He, he wanted more closures. Right. right. I'd say focus on those things. Those are three things I would really focus on. I would also really focus on the fact that he's got tons of baggage, whether some of it's real and some of it's fake. It's still tons no, of baggage. No, don't, don't wait, go wait, 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 wait. I'd also Come focus on. on the point, which no Republican— 2016, we no, listen, went down listen, this road. Listen, I'd also focus on the point that he'd become an immediate lame duck because he cannot run again. An immediate lame duck, meaning—an immediate lame duck, meaning there'd be another open primary— in 2028, why do we want to do that? And we can have a president who oh could be an incumbent God. in 2028. So I'd focus on all of those things. I would not say 
Uh, talk about Roy Cohn and Pizzagate. Come on, let's have brains first. Let's have actual fucking common sense and brains here. Let's come on. Yeah. One thing I actually respect about that was uh, the Roy Cohn story is actually like for someone to bring that up, you have to actually know some deep history because the Roy Cohn story is like deeply interesting. Just yeah, pure historically. It, it's very interesting. I had no part in it. I, I don't have like thoughts on it. I'm just like, wow, that's very, very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> like but, but there, he's there, an interesting there, human being. But there are more important, more pressing, more more um uh uh real world reality things you can go into regarding Trump's many, many deficiencies and the fact that he was buddy buddy with Roy Cohen. <laughs> you don't have well, to talk about that. yes, of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, you know, or, or they all went to Jepstein's Island and ate pizza, pizza, whatever that fuck thing was, Pizza Gate, or they, 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 uh, they all assembled in the DC pizzeria where they. Mike, uh, Mike, 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 can I stop you right there? Yeah, go ahead. This is the part that, like, really, truly, I mean, I am. Uh. It's been a mental difference maker, shall I say. As the kids say these days. Um, what did you just say? As the kids say these days. Oh, the days, kids say these days, okay. Was, oh, I don't know. Via inflation, I lost like 15 to 20% or, well, negatively over the course of the year. Uh, you know, my income, which translates to, I'm not a rich person, I, like, I'm a very middle-of-the-road, you know, like, you know, really, I go to the grocery store on Sundays and shop with the best of them, and, like, I've noticed my, realized my quality of life over the last year has degraded, and the point when I saw that in this past midterms, I thought Biden was going to get the white, like, he was going to get his ass white the fuck out. I'm like, dude, people can see the life quality is not the same. And then there was the Roe v. Wade, actually, like, the, the rebound to where there was a lot of women in terms of just, I, I, I could just see it through their eyes. They were just like, yeah, you did, you did not fully accommodate for like what that means in terms of, okay. So I, I, I balanced that into my head in terms of like, okay, yeah, yeah, I, I totally guess. How, hey, who, who am I to say, right? Yeah. Carrying a child for nine months, please. I will be the first to, like, bow in front of you. Um, but it's just more this attitude then where it becomes, like, I think it's just settled across the United States of, like, the United States doesn't view inflation in terms of, like, something it can control, but rather something it can combine in terms of what it buys, like, well, if we just buy this $2 trillion bill, we'll get out of it. You know, it's, it's like this very backwards way of thinking of it. Yeah. I don't know. Yes. 
Oh. Xander, I'm gonna let you go because I do want to get to. to I wanna yeah, read, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to read. I want to read those two stories I was gonna read. The one about Hunter Biden. Uh, yeah, yeah, get, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Xander. Appreciate it. Yeah. So, and once again, look when you're talking about things like Fauci and and school closures and Fauci and Operation Warp Speed compared to Pizzagate and Roy Cohn, you know, there's something called reality. And I like to live in the world of reality here. And the world of reality is simply this, whether it's right or wrong, whether you agree with it or disagree with it. Most people in this country think the Pizzagate thing is cuckoo, 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 crazy crap. Okay. Just the way it is. That's the fact. It's the way of life. Whereas many people can be convinced much more that Fauci was disastrous, that Operation Warp Speed was the wrong way to go, that the vaccines are shit, that Fauci was always wrong, never admitting he was wrong, that Fauci was also a disaster when it comes to AIDS. Absolutely. You saw a Dallas Buyers Club, you'll see. Once again, Fauci's whole career has been basically a, a whore for big pharma, pushing disastrous medications and disastrous vaccines just to make profits. That's absolutely true. And you can prove that a lot easier, as we're seeing with Twitter files, than you can Pizzagate and, and digging up the body of, of, of Roy Cohn from 40 years ago. So there's something called reality. And most people in this country think Pizzagate and Roy Cohn pedophile is cuckoo craziness, where the other stuff is very plausible and possible and can actually win you an election if you talk about it. So let's live in the world of reality, okay? Not in the world of where you know, uh, righteousness, self-righteousness. And, you know, if you don't, if you don't agree with my strategy, you like pedophiles. It's idiotic. That's, that's stupid talk. Yeah. Okay. Talking about stupid talk. Uh, what do I, what, what should I talk about? What should I read first? The Hunter Biden, real clear politics. Phil Wegman wrote Hunter Biden accessed, uh, he had access to those files. He accessed, he accessed the garage where the, his dad kept his Corvette and of course the classified Material. We all keep classified material next to our Corvettes, don't we? Um, so let's talk about this first. Then we'll go into the uh, the latest Twitter dump. Shortly after the White House announced that a second set of classified documents from the Obama administration was discovered in the Delaware home of the president, and immediately before uh, Merrick Garland announced the appointment of a second special prosecutor. Once again, this is so stupid. That you have to have two special prosecutors now to misplace papers simply because the asshole Democrats and Biden and Garland make made a big deal of of, of the of the uh, of the Trump situation. Joe Biden tried to reassure the country by telling reporters that the sensitive documents were behind locked doors. Yes, as well as my Corvette, Biden told Pete Ducey of Fox News, referring to his beloved 1967 Chevrolet Corvette Stingray. What was that film? Now uh, with Clint Eastwood. Oh, uh, Grand Torino, my Grand Torino. It reminds me of that. Yes, as well as my Corvette, Biden told Peter Ducey of Fox News, referring to his beloved. As the Department of Justice, Garland announced he had assigned U.S. Attorney John Lausch to conduct an internal investigation to advise him on whether a special counsel was warranted. I selected him to conduct the in initial investigation because I was confident his experience would ensure that it would be done professionally and expediously. Based on Mr. Lausch's initial investigation, included under the special counsel regulations, it was in the public interest to appoint a special counsel, Garland concluded. The White House has not revealed who, other than Biden himself, Joe, had access to the documents found in Delaware or the ones found at the Biden Center. But his son, Hunter, who was under federal criminal investigation for tax fraud and whom House Republicans plan to subpoena 
in regard to his foreign business dealings, did, did have access to the garage, at least according to earlier statements made by Joe Biden. As VP in 2016, Biden and his Corvette appeared in the season premiere of CNBC's Jay Leno's Garage, showing off the classic that was a wedding present from his father. Biden told Leno that his sons had restored the vehicle to showroom condition. My two sons, Bo, who passed, and my son Hunter decided as a Christmas present to have the engine rebuilt. Although the administration had promised transparency, the White House has not answered questions about how the classified intelligence made its way into Biden's family home in Delaware or the president's private office at the Penn Center in Washington, D.C. It is, again, an ongoing process. We're going to respect the process, Karine Jean-Pierre told reporters. As the president said, his team handled it right away, and we're not just going to go ahead of get ahead of the process. Biden does keep his Corvette at his home in Wilmington. He told Leno in the second appearance on the show in 2022 that because the Secret Service doesn't allow incumbent presidents to drive their own cars, every once in a while I take the Corvette out of the garage and just run up and down the driveway. So this is Biden saying that while he was president, he's gone out and gotten this car. Now, I'm sure that means that the Secret Service has gone into the garage and gotten the car for him, where there were also documents that I guess they didn't see. Because of the president's own words, the Corvette and the classified documents are linked for now. On Thursday at the White House, Biden said again that he takes sensitive intelligence very seriously. As I said earlier this week, and by the way, my Corvette is in a locked garage, so it's not like they're sitting out in the street. People know I take classified documents. Controversy will continue as Republicans cry foul and accuse the DOJ of a double standard, pointing to how President Mar-a-Lago was raided and, of course, None of Biden's residents or offices have been raided at all. So once again, this is now adding a little more information that Hunter Biden had access to this and that Joe Biden accessed this garage over the last couple of years himself, meaning also other people like the Secret Service also accessed that garage to get out his 1967 Corvette for him. <clears throat> so as the more we hear about this, once again, playing, I'm playing on the Democrats rules here. I myself would not think either was a big deal, either Trump's situation or Biden's. But we're playing on the Democrats' rules. They have now set the rules because of what they did in August. And on the Democrats' rules, this is worse and is getting worse by the day. Something else that's worse is uh, the Matt dump, Matt Taibbi dump today, earlier on Twitter. And uh, this is about Russiagate. And this is from Matt Taibbi. The Twitter files offer just the latest reasons why, but it's been long obvious that unwinding the big lie would be a first key on the country's road to healing. The lie that was Russia, 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 and Russiagate. Uh, a new thread today in the Twitter files is about a fake news story from early 2018. Remember this one? Russian bots and trolls were blamed for virtually every major news organization in the country for amplifying the hashtag, hashtag release the memo. The files contain a mass of emails from executives blowing up this ridiculous story once and for all. The hashtag release the memo scandal was one of the more shameful episodes in the recent history of our media, but taken seriously by all but one or two mainstream editors at the time, all citing the same dubious source, the Hamilton 68 dashboard, trumpeted by former FBI counterintelligence officer and current MSNBC contributor Clint Watts. They insisted Russian deployed Twitter bot armies to whip up cyber support for Republican Congressman Devin Nunez. Nunez had just released a classified memo alleging Democrats in the FBI used the infamous paid oppositional research dossier of ex-spy Chris Steele to obtain secret FISA surveillance authority on Trump-connected figures like Carter Page, amid other improprieties. 
We know how Twitter internally found no evidence, as in zero evidence, that Russians were anywhere near the story. I just reviewed the accounts that posted the first 50 tweets with the release the memo hashtag, called a peaked trust and safety chief, Joel, Joel Roth. In all other respects, as loyal a Democrat partisan as can be imagined, none of them show any signs of affiliation to Russia. These hashtags are organic, said a second. Not seeing it, said a third. This is a constant theme in the files. In addition to revelations about FBI censorship, shadow banning, Pentagon use of fake accounts, and suppression of true information about issues like COVID-19, the Twitter emails regularly expose the wide delta between what we were told about foreign threats and what a major platform seeing the raw data knew. In this case, for instance, the release the memo hashtag reportedly originated with at Tracy Beans, B-E-A-N-Z, the clearly American editor of Uncovered DC. Even within the heavily partisan culture at Twitter, the regular Russia, Russia, Russia claims by politicians and media and self-serving pursuit of headlines cause eyes to roll. Members, said one Twitter executive, look foolish if they cry Russia every time something happens on social media. We have a lot of problems in this country, and there are serious arguments to be had between blue and red about all sorts of issues, from immigration to the wealth gap to abortion, race. But the country is currently paralyzed by distrust of media that runs so deep that it prevents real dialogue. And that situation can't be resolved until the corporate press swallows its pride and admits the clock has finally run out on its seven years of loony Russia conspiracies. It's over, you nitwits. It's time to stow the, stow the Mueller votive, votive candles Cop to the coverage, pile up created by years of errors and start the reconciliation process. You'll be tempted to shout, but Trump, stop the steal, QAnon, derp, don't do it. Don't be the Japanese soldier still clutching a bayonet to defend the forgotten atoll in 1960. Forget Trump. You need to clean your own house first. Expunging the years of absurd deceptions has to happen. If media companies ever want audiences to trust them again, that starts with admitting the obvious screw ups like this case. The hashtag released a memo tale took place at the peak of McCarthyite mania about omnipresent Russian saboteurs infecting domestic discourse. They will blame not just for whipping up support for Nunez, but for hashtags like hashtag Schumer shutdown, parkland shooting, gun control now. They did all this to widen the divide between Americans, according to not at all kidding New York Times, whose sources then included the disgraced think tank New Knowledge, later outed in the New York Times itself for creating a fake Russian influence campaign in an Alabama Senate race. And the aforementioned Hamilton 68, which work with new knowledge. <clears throat> so, and this goes on and on. You can actually read if you go to Matt Taibbi's uh, uh, Substack. Also, if you go to um, Matt Taibbi's Twitter page, he has all of the files. But one thing I do want to I, I wanna get to is, uh, because there are some names here of important people we need to talk about. Um, in the case of both Schumer shutdown and, and release the memo, those hashtags, it's unthinkable to Twitter files, emails that Twitter executives were aghast at the Russian bot story and struggled to convince both media members of Congress not to repeat assertions of Russian influence in public. Yet three, three influential Democrats, including Senators Dianne Feinstein, Richard Blumenthal, and the House's tireless, still yapping Russiagate mascot, Adam Shifty Schiff, were determined to go there. Twitter execs scrambled any way to try to stop each of them. After a lot of pleading, one staffer for DiFi, Feinstein, finally agreed it would be helpful to know how their main source, Hamilton 68, created under the auspices of the German Marshall Fund and the Alliance for Security, Securing Democracy, 
came to decide an account as a Russian influencer. It apparently didn't occur to, to, to the DiFi staffer or to Feinstein herself to ask this critical question of how Watson Hamilton 68 were identifying Russians before the senator published an open letter with Schiff citing it as proof of Russian perfidity. I'm absolutely blind, in other words. They declared release the memo to be Russian propaganda, saying it benefited from the assistance of social media accounts linked to Russian influence operations. So you see, these three, Feinstein, Schiff, and uh, Blumenthal, were just quoting bullshit sources. Bullshit sources. Blumenthal, in some ways, was even more craven than Feinstein or even Schiff. His people approached Twitter after Feinstein published her letter because Blumenthal wanted to send a follow-up letter. Twitter executives foolishly believed this meant there was a window to talk the senator out of doing so. One suggested it might be worth nudging Blumenthal's staffer to that effect that uh, it, it could be in his boss's best interest not to go out there because they'd come back to make him look silly. Another tried to wave him off because we don't think these are bots. In one instance, a Twitter comms official proposed bargaining with Blumenthal, essentially asking him to hold his fire on release a memo in exchange for an unnamed future concession. Think of that. It seems like there are other wins we can offer him, she wrote. Blumenthal and his staffers blew them off and went ahead to publish their own open letter warning that nefarious Russians are out to discredit the probe, a special counsel Robert Mueller, and they were using the release the memo hashtag. We find it reprehensible that Russian agents have so eagerly manipulated Russian citizens, Blumenthal wrote. This is this. Seeing this, Twitter execs realize Blumenthal isn't looking for real or nuanced solutions, but rather just wants to get credit for pushing us further. They eventually compared their relationship to Congress to the children's book, If You Give a Mouse a Cookie, i.e. if you answer a question about whether or not an account is a Russian bot, you get rewarded, even if you answer the question in the negative, with round after round of requests. Let's assume, for the sake of argument, that if Twitter wasn't actually seeing Russian bots driving release the memo hashtag, that the countless news stories that argued as much citing a single flawed source, Hamilton 68, were wrong. I mean, it's just, this goes on and on and on. It, it, it really proves that any kind of real evidence or facts didn't matter. They wanted to prove the Russia, Russia, Russia thing. They wanted to prove that these fake Russian bots were creating this release the memo hashtag instead of just people who were on Twitter. Okay. Regular users of Twitter, Americans who were on Twitter. They wanted everything to go back to Russia, everything to go back to Russia, everything to go back to Trump, everything to go back to Russia, helping Trump win everything about Russia, helping Trump during his four years in office. That's all they cared about. That's all they cared about was that narrative. And they were quoting these ridiculous fake sources. And Twitter were telling them, you have to give the Twitter execs at least some credit for this one. They were telling them, this is not, this is not real. This is not Russian bots. This is organic. These are actual Twitter users, Americans who just decided to make up a hashtag. But everything is narrative, folks. We've talked about this. This is with COVID. Everything is narrative. So looking at what these people did, okay, whether it's Hunter Biden's laptop, whether it's COVID, whether it's Russia, Russia, do you think they care about facts at all? Do you think they care about any facts when it comes to COVID, when it comes to lockdowns, when it comes to masking, when it comes to vaccines? Do you think they care? Of course they don't care. This proves, again, once and for all, 
It was all about narrative to them. That's it. Everything was about narrative, their narrative. And we're seeing it now again with the vaccines. We're seeing it now again. We have real Fauci comes out and says, oh, it's a, it's very uh, minor. Any any kind of, uh, you know, myocarditis is a very minor, very, very rare. And, you know, a real cardiologist who's not a big pharma whore. All of them, basically. But we know Peter McCullough is the top one come out and say, no, no, there's treasure troves of evidence, the treasure troves of papers, of scientific papers that have been written, medical papers that have been written over the last two years, showing that myocarditis in a certain age group is not rare. It's becoming, it's, it's common. It's becoming all too common. There are doctors and nurses on Twitter who are saying, well, I've never seen this before. Now I'm seeing it. I, I haven't seen this before. Now I've seen 20 patients. I haven't seen this before. I've seen 120 patients. And I've never seen it before. It's not rare. Okay. Once again, that's Fauci being a big pharma whore, protecting the profits of big pharma. That God forbid you shouldn't want to give it to your six-month-old or two-year-old because that would cut into big pharma's profits. But once again, once again, they don't care about the facts. They don't care about the facts. We now know factually, we know this, the studies have been done and this new jab is no more effective than the 20 that came before, which means it's not effective at all. Yet someone like, as I mentioned yesterday, Martha Stewart's on television on a commercial whoring for Big Pharma. Saying her, her, her copy she's reading is that this is a uh, very effective and it will cover the new the new covid, the new uh, Omicron variant. All lies. All lies. In fact, it's it may be less effective if you can believe it than the jabs that came before it. So these are all lies. But once again, knowing what we know now about the Twitter files, knowing what we know about these people, they don't care. The facts don't matter to Democrats these days. They don't matter. Do they ever matter? I don't know. That's for you to figure out, for you to answer. I don't have that question. I used to be a Democrat. You know, maybe maybe they've changed or maybe facts never mattered to them. I, I, I can't tell you which which is which. I don't know which way is up, which way is down now when it comes to Democrats. But I do know this current cult, this current group, does not care about facts or evidence. They don't care. They just want to promote their narrative. And that's what we saw with Blumenthal and, and, and Feinstein. And what we've seen with Schiff all along is that they were told. They were told by the people at Twitter who had the inside information, had the facts, you're going in the wrong direction here. This is not the narrative you're pushing is a false one and they continue to push it. But the scarier thing is how they said these, these people work at Twitter said, we'll give you other wins down the line. What, what does that mean? Other other what wins censorship? More bannings of people. What, what were they talking about when they said, we'll give you more wins later? Well, why is it why is it in Twitter's interest to give any politician a win? Any politician, like who they are, what party, a win. Why? Because, as I've said before, folks, they let these people in. They never should have let in any politicians, any FBI agents, anything. They should have said, you go to the judge. You get a court order that we have to release this information to you. And, of course, in any of these cases, they never been able to do that. 
That's what they should have said. You go from day one. This is the way we work here, bud. This is the way we work here. You get a court order. Or we're not dealing with you. That's not our job here. It's not their job to give politicians wins. And there's more to come, I'm sure. There's, there's much, much more to come, I'm sure. All right, I'm going to do, a, a, I guess, a last call. We spoke about a lot today. There's a shitload going on. There really is. Um, but, you know, if you want a lot of this to end, if you want more transparency, then you need someone in the White House who's going to be on our side with this stuff, right? You need someone in the White House who's going to be on our side. And I don't see that being Joe Biden, obviously. And I don't see it as being Donald Trump. And, you know, and going back to the idea of bringing up crazy things like Roy Cohn and his pedophilia and, and, and you know, pizza pasta gate from the, from the Hillary Clinton era makes any sense. It's called casting a net way too crazy and wide when you don't have to. You don't have to. Isn't the idea to defeat these people? That's the idea. You want to defeat these people. So if you want to defeat these people who you think are so evil and vile, who were Roy Cohn's best friend or were involved in Pizzagate, if you believe that, then you got to do what you got to do to defeat them. And it's being laser focused on the last two and a half, three years, laser focused, laser focused on the mistakes that Trump made and Biden made, right? Trump and Biden both made over the last three years. Starting with Trump and, and spreading to Biden, where I, you know, I've, I've criticized Trump umpteenth times. And of course, Biden just took it to a whole other level with the vaccine mandates and such, which I don't believe Trump would have ever done. Um, and so that, that's the, the, the stick with, you know, what do they say? Just the facts, just the facts, ma'am. Be laser focused and don't get into silly season stuff because it's not necessary. That's stuff you do when you're desperate. When you're losing, you pull that stuff out of your ass. There's no reason to do that. And if you don't do that, it's not because you love pedophiles. It's not because you're on the side of pedophiles or you love Roy Cohn or you're a Hillary Clinton lover. It's because you want to win. So stick within reality and win. Do what has to be done to win. I'll do a last call for call. Xander, do you want to speak again? Xander, you're very chatty today. I'll, I'll, I'll give you the last word, Xander. If anyone else wants to call in, that's fine. If not, I think it's the name of a, isn't the last word the name of a show on MSNBC? I think it is. I think that's Lawrence O'Donnell, but I'll, I'll give Xander, the, Xander, are you there? Or did you fall asleep? I think Xander fell asleep. Xander, Xander going once, Xander going twice. Xander, you are sold. All right. Tomorrow's show. Uh, the name of this show is and let's be heard. It airs five nights a week, Monday night through Friday night, 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern. Um, I will be back here tomorrow night for a big Friday night show. I'm Mike Cachopoli, once again, reminding you that your influence counts. Use it.